Welcome to Work Beautifully, a podcast brought to you by Dialpad that discusses growth, learnings, and pitfalls to avoid in business. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Work Beautifully podcast brought to you by Dialpad. I'm your host, DJ Gillett, and I have a background in sales engineering, and now I head up our T-Mobile partnership. In our second season of the podcast, we've been chatting with various CIOs from different backgrounds to get a better understanding of what a CIO handles, what it takes to become a CIO, and hear some commentary on some of the topical issues that CIOs are facing in their workday. In today's episode, I'm super excited. We have the Chief Information Officer of World Market, Evan Wayne. Evan, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, it sounds great. Thanks, DJ. And I'm really, uh, really happy to be here today. So my name is Evan Wayne. I'm the CIO World Market. A lot of uh, listeners out there may have known our previous name, Cost Plus, or Cost Plus World Market. And, you know, we're a fantastic uh, US-based retailer. A little bit of uh, my background, I've kind of been a technology uh, retail guy person almost my entire career. So I worked at The Gap, For a very long time, I worked at Sephora, which is a cosmetics retailer. I worked at Rodan and Fields, which is a direct selling skincare company. And then for the last uh, almost 18 months, I've been the CIO here at World Market. That's awesome. Evan, thank you for joining us. That's kind of an impressive resume. So I appreciate you taking time um, to talk to our listeners today. Here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to dive in a little bit, but let's, let's talk about um, your roles, but specifically the one you have today. Lots of people are curious. Um, they hear the word, they hear chief information officer, they hear CIO, but can you give us a sneak peek into what you do um, on an average week? Like what does Evan do every week? Yeah, that's a great, great question, DJ. So being, being a CIO in the modern world means you got to wear a lot of different hats. So you know, I'm a business executive, right? So I want to make sure that that world market becomes the best uh, retailer it can be. And then my job as a CIO is to align technology to that, right? Um, under my belt, right, I own infrastructure operations. I own all the applications in the company. I'm responsible for security. Our CISO reports to us. I'm responsible for all strategic projects in the company, um, and then, you know, uh, I'm responsible for data and analytics uh, for our company. So it's a pretty broad spectrum. Yeah, it sounds like a super busy week. So would you say that you spend um, a good portion of your time in meetings? Like what what does that look like? Yeah, it's a great. So like tactically, I would say 60 percent of my time I'm in meetings Right. Some of my meetings are business meetings, leadership meetings, making sure I understand what's happening at the top line of the business with all the different call it functional heads, marketing, finance, CFO. Right. Um, Our distribution centers. Right. And then the other half of the time I'm spending with my internal team, you know, making sure they're aligned and understand the priorities and resolving issues and 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 making sure we're, we're delivering to our strategic plans. Ah, perfect. Okay. So I'd like to change directions for just a second. Uh, when you first started your career in Evan's younger days, did you <laughs> see yourself becoming a CIO? Like how did you, where did you start off and what did your journey look like? That's great, DJ. I, of course, I had no idea I'd be a CIO. I wish I knew when I was young, right? So 
you know, my, my favorite story of my, you know, how did I get here is when I was in high school, right? And this is before technology, I think, was really integrated into the business. I, my dad was in marketing. I, I grew up in New York City and I was his back office. So I did all of his databases, his marketing mail, his like, so I kind of was his, you know, back office tech guy, right, in high school. And then I loved technology. So I learned how to code. I learned Pascal when I was in high school and took uh, three or four different. And this was pretty unusual. I networked my computer with a bunch of my friends. And I was just, quote, you know, quote, unquote, playing around and not realizing it would be a career. And then I went to college not expecting to go into technology. I was a marketing major at USC and, <laughs> and literally. But the irony, the irony, DJ, I was the only kid in college, and it may date me my age a little, with a computer. Literally everyone else who wanted to use a computer had to go to a computer lab. So maybe oh, wow. there was, yeah, maybe there was a calling, you know, of my technical kind of aspirations. But it wasn't, you know, wasn't until I got into the working world did I realize that technology was kind of my calling. That's awesome. Now, let me ask you, you, you mentioned that you went, um, you, you started off going to school for marketing, which is very interesting because I did the same thing and ultimately ended up in technology. And so I'd ask, do you think, um, do you think those early marketing classes that you took, do you think that helped shape where you moved? hundred DJ. Perfect. I think you can go, you, you get a great computer science degree now, which I don't think was available when I was going to college, Right. But the marketing degree taught me all the business fundamentals in finance, accounting, you know, and, and how to run a business. So that way, when I started to veer into technology, I always realized that technology, at least in my career, was there to help the business run better. Right. Or, you know, enable business functions or processes or what. So it, I would say marketing was a critical element of my success in my career. Oh, perfect. Okay. So transitioning a little bit in there, you know, we talked about how, how marketing played kind of a key role in that. For some of our listeners who are sitting here and saying, hey, it sounds like a CIO is something I want to aspire to do. Um, can you give them, uh, can you make, give them some advice, maybe some things that you would recommend that they do, but then also maybe a decision that you made in your career uh, that helped propel you to where you wanted to be? Take any responsibility you can take when it comes to technology early in your career, help desk calls, network call, anything to learn the basics, right? And then keep growing, right? And keep keep learning and keep taking classes, right? And my, my recommendation always to my team is balance technical skill learning with soft skill learning, right? You want to learn both how to communicate and you want to learn how to code or network or security, Right. And don't don't do too much of one thing because you want to be a well-rounded individual. And I would say the the biggest opportunity I had in my career, I was kind of later, you know, mid career. I was always a retail store technology person. I knew everything about it. And one of my bosses gave me the best opportunity in my life to go into supply chain technology and learn a whole different part of the job. And it was scary um, I was inexperienced at it, but I jumped in, uh, you know, full force and it became the biggest turning point in my career. So uh, I think I've heard you say two things um, and, and correct me if I'm if I'm putting words in your mouth. But I think what I've heard you say is one, um, take the initiative 
to do something that's a little bit scary. Make the decision to do something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. But two, you mentioned um, for, for those folks out there who are more drawn to the technical side of things, to make sure they also work on their soft skills like communication. Can you give us just a little bit of insight into why communication is so important into what you do today rather than just the technical stuff? Absolutely. Communication is probably, when I was going to college, I remember one of my marketing professors told me he he was um, an ex-CEO of Macy's. So it was a pretty highfalutin guy. And he said, what's the hardest thing in business? And I, I always remember this today. And he said, communications. If you could get how to communicate down, and he means that in a broad scale, you will always be uh, successful. It doesn't matter what you do, what line of business. And I always took that to heart. And in technology, right, we're, you know, we're building code or doing different things, you know, but at the end of the day, there's a business person, you know, who, or a customer who needs to understand how that technology works. And you need to have clear, concise communication to be able to execute at, you know, at the best. So it's, I, I would say it's one of the most important skill sets. Absolutely. Uh, I, I got some similar advice in, in my career as well. Uh, I was told, hey, nerd birds know the technology, but the ones who really do well are those who are able to explain the tech side of things to folks who don't know anything about tech. So I, that's, I appreciate you sharing that. That, is, that seems to be something super universal. Yeah. The, other, the one other thing on that, TJ, is you know, in technology, we use a lot of acronyms and complex terms. And, right, and that, I think that's kind of the, the cachet. Don't be afraid to ask, what does that mean? Or how does that work? Like that's in my job, I'm, you know, I'm constantly, I'm never embarrassed to not know. Right. And I think that's another skill. The more you do that as you move up in an organization, the more successful you'll be as you grow up. You know, I, I, I'm glad you said that because that is a great little nugget of advice. I think a lot of us sometimes we, we get into jobs and we think we have to know everything. Uh, we also convince ourselves in a meeting that, hey, I can go figure out what this thing means later. And you're absolutely right. Let's make sure everybody's on the same page and we all know what we're talking about. So that was. That was a, a larger nugget of wisdom you dropped kind of on the slide there. Um, so now I'd like to transition a little bit because I know you said you're really, um, this is something that you're passionate about. Talk to me about how world market um, and just the market in general has transitioned to remote work and, and hybrid. Uh, we all know what's been going on over the last couple of years, but talk to me about how you've handled that, what your company is seeing and, and where you think that stuff is going. No, that's great, DJ. I think this hybrid hybrid um, challenge, I'm, I'm going to call it, and you know, is is going to be around for a while, right? The post COVID um, situation at World Market, we've taken the stance that we want to find the best of both worlds, right? We still, as human beings, want to interact together, but we recognize the old quote unquote commute is not ideal for everyone, right? So it's so we, we, we play a very balanced role. We don't require anyone to be in the office full time, right? Like the old days, right? And even a, a number of our employees are, are truly remote. We're a San Francisco Bay Area company. We have employees now all over the U.S., right? Which is really, but what we should do try to do is quarterly get as many of us together, right? So that way we can still have that quote unquote culture and human touch, Right. And then those who live in the area, we try to get together, 
you know, I want to say weekly, but I don't even think it's weekly anymore. Maybe every other week, you know, get some people into the office environment so we can have those, you know, informal touch points. And I think it's been really successful. Right. And I think technology has been the enabler for that. Do you do you find that you've been able to source more talent uh, because world market has been maybe a little bit more lenient than some other companies have about, hey, let's let's let you work from from an environment that works for you. But we also want to bring people together and keep that culture. Do you think that you've been able to attract more talent because of that? DJ, absolutely. I don't even think I know we've been able to attack, attract a lot more talent by opening it up to the whole United States versus just being in the Bay Area. We uh, World Market uh, recently separated from Bed Bath and Beyond. We divested from them about eighteen months ago, right? And we had to go hire our own technology team. So essentially, you know, a brand new IT organization. And, you know, the thought of having to hire everyone in one geographic location would have been very challenging, right? And we were able to hire people from all over the country, which gives us so many benefits because it's uh, time zone efficient, having people on the East Coast, right? Especially being, you know, a retailer with stores everywhere. It's been, it's been I think, as you, as you stated, a, a real success for us. Awesome. Okay. And so you talked about the need, which it seems like we're, we're hearing a lot of technology leaders come out now um, that, that they think that hybrid is the best one, because it gives people the advantage to, to work from an environment they want, but also it, it helps them to keep culture and bring together. So help me if you can, or help some of our listeners who are maybe saying like, I can do everything remotely. I can do everything over, you know, a, a, a video meetings platform. Help me understand what you've seen specifically by having folks together uh, in the office or, or doing outings together as a team. How have you seen that be successful as well and, and help with the strategy that, that you've implemented? Yeah, no, it's a great, great question, DJ. Like our quarterly meetings, we, we come together as a team, you know, leadership team, and then we all get to meet with, you know, kind of the broader team. Um, we, we, we're, we're able, you know, to, to have meals together. We're able to do, um, interactive strategy planning. We're able, you know, in a more human touch way. Now I, I agree with everyone who says you can do a lot of this, um, on a video platform, but the human element is lost. And since we've been doing this kind of quote unquote, get togethers, the teamwork and the camaraderie, and I'll call it culture has increased, uh, immensely, Right. So it's hard to measure that, but you, it's hard to form, you know, it's hard to form friendships and bonds and, and, you know, how to work together more effectively on a video screen. I just, it's just a personal belief. Yeah. Well, Evan, thank you so much for your time today. Before we sign off, is there any last uh, tidbit of wisdom or some parting words that you'd like to leave for our listeners? Yeah. I mean, DJ, it's a it's a different world we're all living with. You know, it's volatile. There's lots of change, but perseverance, hard work, commitment, being a hu- good human being does pay off in the long run. I, I truly believe that. So, Evan, thank you so much for for sharing those words. I absolutely agree. I think if we all just treated each other a little bit better, um, the world would be a better place. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Work Beautifully podcast. We'll see you next week.